0: Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Dallahoosey of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17
1: years later, we're still open 24-7.
0: Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're
1: open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community.
0: Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me?
3: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
2: Stick to the truth is what you're good at.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon on your radio dial. Hey, don't forget about the digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Take the show with you anywhere. It's a free download for your smartphone or tablet. Also, NashFM1061.com, also Asher.com. I lost the music there <laughs> uh, on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Apple, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, all those podcasting platforms and more. our uh, where you can find the program. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Uh, we're on all podcasting platforms, at least all the major ones. There are some ones that I've never even heard of that we're on right now. So again, I'm just pleased that uh, there's so many ways to catch the program. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans show on Instagram is our social media platforms. All right. Uh today on the program, we're gonna have Brian um Ryan Lazar of Tiger Bait at uh 435. Uh we'll talk about LSU. Uh and, of course, tonight taking on Tennessee. We'll get into that in a few minutes here on the program. Uh, and where do they go from here after, tonight's lo- after last night's loss to um, Wake Forest. Uh, Fletcher Mackle is going to join us at 535. A lot to get into with him. Uh, first of all, the situation with the Pelicans with Zion Williamson. We'll get into that during the program as well today. Uh, we'll talk to him about LSU. If we have a chance, we'll get into it, into it a little bit about the Saints as well. Uh, but that's what's on tap for today in terms of our guest so again, uh, stick around. It ought to be a really a good uh, program for uh, for you guys to kind of catch up. I hope you guys had a great three-day weekend. Those that had a chance to be able to enjoy it, I'll take those all day, every day, three-day weekends. Are you kidding me? Um, but again, um, uh, we uh, are looking forward to hopefully LSU stringing some wins this week and getting to the championship series over the weekend, and then of course big week, big day on Thursday for the Pelicans. Uh, who are now slotted at 14 uh, in the NBA draft, a lottery. Uh, And will they move up? Will they trade Zion? I do not think they're trading Brandon Ingram. I do not think they're trading Zion, but will they trade Zion? We'll get into that in a few minutes as well. Uh, Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's North Shore, South Shore, East East Bank, West Bank. Folks, if you are looking for a company you can trust with a generator for your home or your business, uh, trust Burkhardt. I've trusted them for decades. Uh, The generator they put in our home has been a godsend especially with power going out around the Metropolitan area so much. Um you know, even last night with the with the inclement weather I was not concerned at all about the power going out and again I have been in the past. Uh, and it's because of the new generac generator that, that Burkhart installed in our home. Uh Jason Burkhart is in charge of the division. He'll come out to your home with business, sit down and we'll do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator. You can finance that over time with low monthly notes or pay it up front. Uh you'll get a single day install by their uh, uh dedicated generator team that handles everything for you, planning permits, inspections, they take care of the entire process. You do nothing. They're there to take care of everything for you. They meet all the inspectors. And then, of course, uh, you have a warehouse that's fully stocked with all the parts you need. Uh, you have 24-7 emergency service, maintenance service on that generator that's offered. And then, of course, you get the new install quality check after one month, which means one of those uh, members of the generator team will come out to your home or your business and make sure you know how to operate the system. Uh, Burkhardt air conditioning and heating. If you're looking for a generator, um, Make sure you call my friends at Burkhart. Generac generators available right now for you in stock at the warehouse, their warehouse in Mandeville. It's Burkhart Air Conditioning Heating Generator Sales and Service, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, first of all, anybody that walked away from that game angry last night, I mean, I, you just don't like baseball. I mean, I thought it was a magnificent game. Uh, I thought it was too bad that there had to be a loser. Of course, Wake Forest winning 3-2 to two over LSU. Now LSU's got to win three games over the next three days to make it to the championship series. Um, you know, one of the things about this is, and, and I, I, I'm not sure why they did this. I mean, I know how they seeded the teams going in. I get it. But the two best teams in the nation were, were LSU and, and and Wake Forest. And it's a shame that the best two teams in the country, and that was proved out last night, right, that, that, that are in the same bracket, that they couldn't have been in different brackets when when you start talking about the 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 um, uh, a, a, a possible LSU Wake Forest championship series, okay, what, what what could have been, right? It'd been nice to see again if that 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 could have happened. Now it's going to kind of be that, that way this week, right? You got if LSU can get past the past the, the Volunteers, uh, th- then they're going to be in a situation where they got to play the Demon Deacons back to back. Now. Uh, that that means you got to win Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday just to get to the championship series versus Bracket One, win- the Bracket One winner. Uh, there are a lot of questions going on, but let's let's go back to um, the situation with um, uh, with with last night and um, LSU pitched well enough to win the game. Uh, I got to give it to them, and Floyd and Heard. I mean, they pitched great. Uh, yes, there were some hiccups. That's baseball, man. Uh, Floyd had, had ten strikeouts, only gave up four base on balls. And I knew he threw eight straight balls at one point, and you know maybe you could second guess Johnson or even Floyd in the midst of those, of those eight straight balls in, in, in the sixth and those walks that put well, you know Wake Forest on the board. Um, but you know Hurd came in and I thought he pitched great, five strikeouts. Um, I thought he you know again he got in some got in some jams at, at at times, but got himself out of it. I mean let's look at this you know, holistically. The, the LSU hitters were stymied by Wake Forest last night. They had five total hits. I mean, they were scatter shots. There were no home run threats last night at all with the wind blowing in. Uh, you had the bottom of the order, that I'm almost positive, went, went 0 for 4, okay? That had been the, the part of this, um, the, this run for, for, for LSU that, you know, everybody talked about the, the fact that the bottom of the order had had really, um, had, really, pit, had, really uh, had really batted well. And it really had been part of the offense. And, um, see, I think uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make sure that, that is accurate because, again, I saw that flash up on the, um, on the screen last night um, as far as, um, as going over 4 I think Pearson had one hit, okay, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But for the most part, they didn't get anything out the bottom of the order. Um, it is what it is when the wind's blowing in at the chuck. I mean, it just is what it is. Uh, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, you know, again, you know, uh, just the way it is now again, tonight, you'll have the same situation that you had last night with the shadows, which works in the pitcher's favor early. But again, when that, when that sun again goes down and, and the entire field, uh, is, um, is under, you know, just kind of that one umbrella, uh, things kind of change. Right. And, and you see the, the, the game change. So, uh, we'll see, again, ultimately who's going, who else is going to pitch tonight. I'll get into that in a moment, but got to give a lot of credit to Bennett Lee. The two lane transfer, who, again, was huge for Wake, winning RBI. Man, the LSU glasses I had on last night tell me that close tag at the plate on Morgan, he was safe. Okay, but, you know, it was so close. I don't know how the umpire saw it right there. Um, maybe he was in a better position than all the camera angles, but, you know, tie goes to the runner, right? <laughs> Not in that case. Uh, you had Massey, the former two lane pitcher, also that was on, on the mound. I think he gave up the double at one point. Um, and, you know, now you're in a situation where, man, you used up your, your, your three best pitchers. You got Tennessee on tap tonight at 6.05, elimination game. Now you're saying to yourself, can LSU hit their way to a championship? You know, they beat Tennessee, uh, obviously, two games, uh, two out of three games in the FCC. Um, they beat them obviously in the opening game of, of the of the College World Series. Um, so they have to beat them a second time, and then you got to beat beat Wake Forest twice. And they their deep pitching staff. Nobody knows what Johnson is doing tonight. It, it'll probably either be Javon Coleman, uh, Nate Ackenhausen, or, or Riley Cooper that'll, that, that, that'll take the mound tonight. Now Burns and Dolan, Dolan, Dolan Dolander uh the, the two top pitchers for Tennessee have been used so uh again the, you know they've they've used they've, they've used their three top pitchers now drew beam though is really good and he's going to be on the mountain mountain tonight for for the vols so again we'll, we'll you know we'll see how this kind of plays out uh going forward um The other part is if you get past Tennessee tonight, when do you bring back schemes? um Look, he, let me just go back in time here, just over the last couple of weeks. Complete game against Tulane, threw 124 pitches uh, in the Baton Rouge Regional. Came back in the Super, threw 101 pitches against Kentucky. Comes back again against Tennessee, goes eight innings, throws 123 pitches on Saturday. Now, they've used their best three pitches in Skeen, Floyd, and Hurd. So, when do you bring him back? Uh, I mean... Do you bring him back to try to stay alive against Wake Forest because if you lose, you're done. If you beat Tennessee or do you, do you hold him back, go you know pitching by committee and then maybe try to get to that again that that, that, that really elimination game for for both against Wake Forest, which would be on what Thursday, right? Uh, I don't know. Can Skeens go on what it would be like four days rest instead of five? We'll see again how that kind of plays out. You know, as far as hitting their way to a championship, on one hand, look, they're not going to face an ace the rest of the of, of, of the of their way until they get to the championship series, if they get there. Uh, Charles Schwab Park, we know no well, effectively knows the Chuck, right? Everybody knows that now. It's a hitter's graveyard when the wind's blowing in. So, what's left of the uh, the LSU pitching staff that they have to hold down the opposition? And can LSU manufacture runs if ultimately they're not going to be hitting the ball out the park, much like we saw yesterday against Wake Forest? Now the pitching is not going to be as good as we saw against Wake Forest. Again, Bean's pretty good pitcher, though. Okay, um, so we'll see how, kind of how that kind of plays out. Uh, again, LSU tonight, 6:05, first pitch, ESPN, taking on Tennessee, elimination game for both. All right, the Zion off the court drama continues. Okay. here we go. First of all, uh, before her Twitter uh, account was suspended, porn star Mariah Mills, who uh, uh, allegedly Zion was having a sexual relationship with, went ballistic on Twitter, threatening Zion to go public with sex tapes. I mean, pretty much just bribing him. Right. Uh, I mean, I was when I read this stuff yesterday, I was like, first of all. How is there not, again, immediately some kind of investigation? Because this seems like bribery to me. And then how is Twitter allowing this thing to go on? Well, Twitter pulled her, her, uh, her, uh, her opportunity to be able to um, uh, be on the format anymore. She is suspended. But the rumors are, are again, still rampant about a possible Pelicans reset. Um, there were some that will first, let me say this. It's a life like the NFL draft, right? Believe nothing you hear for the rest of this week it's all again misinformation all right or someone trying to be able to make get a story and maybe think they're breaking a story or an agent that's giving out bad information or a team that's leaking bad information because they're they're, they're trying to be able to sway a team one way or the other so you know forget about what you hear this week okay most of it's going to be again just bad information that's out there like the nfl draft but some believe he's going to be dealt, Zion's going to be dealt by the Thursday um, um, NBA draft. Some do not. Some think that Brandon Ingram may be involved in, in a trade. I do not. And I do not think that, that, that Zion is going to, be, going, to be, going to be traded as well. Now, reports have surfaced that Zion met with not just David Griffin last week, but also Mrs. Benson. Uh, this was after Teresa Witherspoon was terminated. We, we talked about it last week. Spoon and, and Zion were very, very close. You know what was the message being sent here? Was this spoon looking for a head coaching opportunity elsewhere? Or was this the organization saying she has been his shoulder to cry on? She has been kind of the 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 uh, you know the I, I don't want to call it the wet nurse, I don't want to call it the mama figure, but that kind of that's kind of what it is, right? For a kid that hasn't grown up. For a kid that's immature. And maybe they felt like they needed to again disconnect that from Zion and hoping that he would grow up. Um, Look, Zion's already won the power struggle with Aaron Nelson. If you read uh, Will Guillory's column today, it pretty much says it, right? Um, You got a situation where... You know, Aaron Nelson is either going to be relieved of his duties or possibly reassigned to fire a fire. Now, I mean, this goes back to Zion's rookie year, right? Where his camp, his father and um, his stepfather, you know, they butted head with Nelson on Zion's injuries, how he rehabbed, etc. Zion won that won that won that won that battle. But I said this last week. It's going to come down to this when it comes to the organization in Zion. Will he be traded? Well. Has the organization had enough with Zion? Have they had enough with his family, his injury history, the constant battle with his weight, staying in shape after injured, staying in shape in the offseason, his work ethic, his lack of maturity? Have they got to the breaking point there? Let me say this right now. And I want to I keep, keep bringing this up because this is context here, right? This is the same group that went after Deshaun Watson, so I don't want to hear that, you know, face of the franchise. And you can't have this guy, he's, he's, he's impregnating strippers, and he's, he, you know, he's having sex with porn stars, and he's bringing a bad light on the franchise. Get out of here. They went after Deshaun Watson and his creepo, creepy criminal off-the-field issues with massage therapists, okay? Come on. They could care less. He can throw a football, and they were willing to go from Drew Brees, Captain America, To a guy that was, again, uh, not convicted of, of, again, sexual assault, sexual um, misconduct, but come on, ladies and gentlemen, when 30, 40-plus women come up with the same story, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay? When he's coming up with millions to be able to shut them up, there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't want to hear that, oh, my God, you know, oh, you know, oh, that, that airline drives, someone that everyone everyone on airline driver is clutching their pearls or they're outraged by, again, Zion impregnating a Dallas stripper or having a three-year sexual relationship with a porn star. Believe me, they already know these things. Are you kidding me? They know. They know. NFL security, NBA security, they already know. I mean, uh, Mariah Mills might have put out there over the weekend that she was having a three-year sexual relationship with Zion Williamson, but you better believe that the club already knows. Okay? They know it all. They know what Zion and teammates are doing on the road after games. They know what they're doing at home. Are you kidding me? They know it all. Ownership and management have chosen to ignore this because he's a generational player. Or at least we believe he could be a generational player. So I don't want to hear this, man. This is like, oh my God, he's brought a black cloud over the oh, oh, over the over the entire organization. Are you kidding me? All they're looking at is wins. They gave him the they gave him the extension. The max extension, knowing all of this, do you think they did not? Inv- they don't know what Zion and the teammates are doing on the road after after games when they're going to strip clubs or going to gamble or whatever they, wherever they're going. You don't think they know this? Come on! If the city of New Orleans knows that again, he's hanging out in strip clubs here in New Orleans. You don't think that against security at with the Pelicans know? Give me a give me a break here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Give me a break. I've said this before. NBA security, NFL security, uh, it rivals the United States government with FBI, uh, ex-FBI, ex-CIA, you name it. Guys, The individuals that, again, that, that are, they're now working for the league and working for individual teams. So, look, they, they know it all. So if Pelican's ownership, if the front office feel like Zion is a lost cause and will not grow up or will not be dedicated to basketball, then they're going to move him. But I just don't think it's going to be Thursday night. No matter how much they like Scoot Henderson. Okay? I think maybe the trading, the trading deadline, if things don't change this season, or beginning of next season. I just don't see it happening this week. Now, maybe you know, maybe they just said, forget it. We met with the dude. He ain't getting it. And we are going to make a deal. But you sure don't want to be the general manager, the vice president of basketball operations, the, the owner that lets, again, a generational player walk because the kid was 22, almost 23, and making stupid mistakes that kids make when they have millions of dollars in their pocket and no one overseeing them. This, all this BS about his support system coming to New Orleans with the stepfather and the mom and everything else. Man, come on. The only thing they've been is, again, a thorn in the side to the organization. Okay, They have hindered his, his maturity more than they've helped his maturity. Okay, They've not allowed him to grow up. And, look, this is all coming from where? What? Right? I mean, a lot of this from C.J. McCollum, a lot of this stuff being leaked by the Pelicans now. So this is not something that, again, that we don't know. We're finding all this out. They've known it for a long time. Believe me, they've known it. They've kept it under wraps. So I'm on the record saying Zion and Brandon Ingram, if they can't stay healthy and the team is not among the best in the West, that they're going to blow it up next season. And I believe that because you have no choice you got Brandon Ingram going into the last year of his of his max deal where you're gonna have to pay him again 45 to 50 million dollars a year okay and if he's not willing to play through injury that's an issue and then Zion will be going into the second year of his max deal and that's usually when again superstars try to push their way out of a small market Pelicans might beat him to the punch and trade him but I don't see scoot Henderson on this team that's another thing. I think the Pelicans are going to try to move up. Maybe they'll trade their pick. Maybe they'll try to go the veteran route, which is where they which is where they should go. But I don't see again Charlotte or, or Portland in a situation where um, they're willing to take, you know, a bushel of the nine first round picks the Pelicans have over the next five years uh, to be able to give up to give up to give up Scoot Henderson. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I did want to mention a, a couple of things here. Um, CB3 was traded to Washington over the weekend for Bradley Beal. Larry, uh, Landry Shemmitt was also part of that deal. Look, that's still open. There's going to be another destination uh, that's going to be possible in a multi-team uh, deal. I do not see him playing with the, the Wizards next year. My guess is that the Pels were, were to get a Scoop Henderson. There would be no interest in, in, in Chris Paul. But I will say this. If they happen to move off of Zion and – can get players in that deal that can be an instant impact, I could see Chris Paul back in New Orleans. Because the Pels are then going to have the cap space to be able to pay him, number one. He could reunite with Willie Green. uh, And, again, he could coexist with the C.J. McCollum in the backcourt. Now, I think it's a long shot. Because I really believe CP3 is going to be a Clipper or a Laker next year. Okay, I do. But I think there's a crack in the door there. Depending on if they move off of Brandon Ingram or Zion because of the salary, and I think the salary is the only impediment there, uh, in terms of um, of uh, uh, bringing a guy like, like like Chris Paul. I will say another thing. Um, I watched Wemby o- o- over the weekend in, in the uh, in the league's championship series on NBA NBA TV. Um, and look, I've only seen two games now. Okay, I saw parts of a game on on, on social media. Uh, I'm sorry, on on, on YouTube. Uh, and, then, and then I saw this entire game over the weekend. I think he's going to have some, some, some time to develop in the NBA because of his build. Look, lots of players with a slight build that are 7'4". He's going to get pushed around the NBA. I think he can pass. I think he's got a high, I think he's got a high basketball IQ. His wingspan is going to be incredible. I think he's a decent shooter. I, I don't know if he can create on the NBA level in terms of handling the ball. But I do think that, again, physically he is just going to get pushed around. I go back to Jabbar, uh, then then Lou Al Cinder when he came out of UCLA, long and thin, he had to he had to really put weight on. I think about Marcus Camby again to a lesser degree, you know, uh, again and again how he had to had to develop put weight on. Look at look at look at Brandon Ingram here in New Orleans. But for a guy like that's going to have to play the post. Uh, and maybe they maybe they'll play him a little bit more outside because he does have a, a decent outside shot. I mean, and we'll see how it works in the NBA. But I just think he's going to have to build his body up. So all this instant, you know, the next LeBron James, that was Zion Williamson a couple of years ago, right? Uh, I'm going to be interested to see again how he acclimates himself, but he's in the best possible place. He's going to San Antonio. Coach Pop's going to be there, and he's going to be in a great position to be able to, again, to be able to grow as a pro. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But, again, he's, uh, he's a guy, in my opinion, that that's going to take some time. All right. Second hour, we'll talk more about Zion, more about LSU. We're also going to get into the Breakers. They make the, the playoffs for the second straight year. They're taking it on Birmingham on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be on Fox. If they win, they go to the USFL Championship. They split the season series with Birmingham, by the way. Also, again, uh, Matt Reiser has a new job. He's, he's the new head coach over at uh, Memphis. I'll get into that in the second hour because that's just head scratching. Again, why uh, SLU let him go. So, all that coming up in the second hour. Coming up next, Brian Lazar of Tiger Bay talking LSU. We'll finish up with Fletcher Mackle Channel 6 talking everything. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, River Parishes. I don't care where you live especially now with again us hurricane season if you're still not again with a independent insurance carrier call my friends over at mead Insurance, 504-556-0809, full, sur- full service independent agency since 1958, auto, home, life, health, business, commercial policies, serving the entire metropolitan area. Hey, go to his website, dot com It is a comprehensive website that, again, will steer you in the right direction for all your insurance needs. And remember, Dave can search over 50 companies for the best price because he's an independent insurance agency. Remember, Dave mead Insurance says, again, 504 556 or D A V E M I L L E T I N S Agency.com. Eric Asher with you till 6. Brian Lazar next. Don't move.
1: This report is sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone.
4: Pure Z's Kids is mindfully formulated for kids with an optimal level of melatonin to help them gently fall asleep naturally. It's 100% drug-free and available in delicious gummies and liquid. Try Pure Z's Kids tonight.
2: Some heavy rain could be moving in on the West Bank. Be aware of that as you are traveling out and about and slow the roll in those areas where the streets get wet and we've got all that rain. Uh, be aware, Laurel at Napoleon, report of an accident, seeing stop-and-go traffic on the Crescent City Connection, eastbound between Whitney at Earhart Boulevard, also working I-10 eastbound between I-610 and Downman, a little bit of the stop-and-go as well as 610 eastbound between Broad and and the I-10 merge. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, with you all the way to 6 o'clock tonight, each and every weekday, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon. Joining us the program now from TigerBait.com, senior writer, uh, Brian Lazar covers the LSU Tigers, baseball, football, basketball. If it's LSU, he knows about it. Uh, Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Eric. Glad to be with you. Glad to have you, my friend, Brian. Before we get started, uh, let's look back at last night. I-, I thought it was just a magnificent performance all the way around by both teams. I mean, it's just one of those games where you hate to see somebody lose, uh, but I thought that again LSU played well. To uh, you know, I thought they pitched well. Uh, they just you know they went up against a team that just had as much pitching as them. And look, the the ball bounced their, their way at the end. Give me the knobs on what you saw last night.
1: Uh, well, I agree with you. Very good college baseball game pitching dominated each team who who are good offensive teams only got eight hits i mean i'm sorry only each team only got five hits uh right. you know really when you look at the the two two run innings in the game uh lsu's two run inning you know first of all you had josh pearson with a heads-up play advancing to second base on the ball in the dirt uh, then Tommy White gets the RBI single, but then, you know, really, Oregon State then gifted them, the I mean, Oregon State, uh, uh, Wake Forest gifted them right. the second run because the center fielder bobbled a ball, so White got to second, and then the left fielder lost uh, Troy Morgan's line drive in the sun. And then for Wake Forest, two running, you know, Ty Floyd walked three guys in a row. Now, look, I'll say this the the umpire's strike zone, which was very generous yes. in the first half of the game, got very tight in that inning.
2: And doesn't that you know, frustrate were a you- lot of,
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, mean he I mean, does. Why uh, you want why consistency did, why did the, Yeah, why did the umpire do that? I don't know. But his umpire, look, when I'm watching the first five innings I'm saying, look, the wind's blowing in and the umpire's got a, a very big strike zone. There's not going to be a lot of run score. And then all of a sudden, in that sixth inning, uh, he tightened up on Floyd. And, you know, there were three walks, and that got him in trouble. And, you know, Hurd did a good job to limit the damage to just two runs. And then, you know, like everybody, you know, I wrote this last night, you know, eighth inning, you know, LSU, first to third, nobody out, couldn't get a hit. Uh, Wake Forest, runner on second, one out, got the hit. And that's that's the difference of the game. Look, the ironic thing is a former two-lane player uh, yes. got the big hit to give the former UNO coach the victory.
3: Yep. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: It really is. Um, I would mentioned earlier, and, I, and I, actually I had to correct myself here, bottom of the order didn't do anything for him last night.
1: No, well, well, look, got, I they, think they, Pearson no. had a
0: base on balls, but that was it.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, nobody really did anything. They only got five mm-hmm. hits. I mean, the, you know, right. it was not, you know, White had an, had the RBI single. Uh,
4: right.
1: You know, Morgan got the triple that was lost in the sun. Right. So that was that was two of the five hits right there. And, uh, right. you know.
0: Cruz was uh, also he, he, he had a base on balls.
1: Right. So the offense, you know, good pitching. You know. yep, Oh, no.
0: I, uh, no no Wake, doubt. Bo-
1: Wake, Forest, Wake Forest has a good number two pitcher. And then mm-hmm. it's closer, got five outs. Yep. Uh, look, there were two teams that I thought LSU would have very had have a lot of trouble winning series against in, in Omaha. Now it's Wake Forest and Florida because of their pitching depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they'd have to beat Wake Forest two out of three, which is what basically they have to do, they have to beat Wake yes. Forest two out of three. Or if they would have to beat Florida two out of three, I just think they'd have, to have trouble doing that because of their pitching. Mm-hmm. Now look. Pitching didn't hurt them last night. Right. You know, Floyd and Hurd gave up three runs. I mean, that's good enough pitching to win. But, look, yes. LSU's not built to win that way. You know, I, mm-hmm. LSU has only won two games all year when it scored fewer than five runs. They beat Auburn three to nothing, and they beat Texas three to nothing. Every other game they've won this year, they've scored at least five runs. And, mm-hmm. you know, they score five runs last night. They win the game. So they're not built uh, to win low-scoring games. Uh, This this was – and you notice, you know, they have now since the beginning of May, they've played five one-run games now, and they've lost four of the five. Uh, For the year, they've played 15 games decided by one or two runs. And their record's eight and seven. And look, but that's about right. When you play close games, what are you supposed to do? You're going to probably split them, and that's what they've done. Right. So it's not that they didn't win the close game. They're not built to win a three-to-two game. That's not how this team's built. You know, they got to s- score some runs, and, you know, Cruz didn't get any hits last night, and, uh, you know, that's, that's very important because he's got to deliver the top of the lineup. Travinsky yes. didn't do anything. You know, you come up there in the eighth inning with first and third and nobody out, and you got Beloso and Dugas coming up, and they both hit ground balls. Beloso's ground ball with third ended up with the out at the plate, and then mm-hmm. uh, Dugas, which runners at uh, first and second, uh, bangs into a double play.
4: Yep.
0: Um, tonight against Tennessee, Coleman, Cooper, Ackenhausen, where do you think Johnson goes?
1: Well, I think it's either going to be Coleman or Cooper. You know, I don't know how he's gonna look at that. Uh I you know he,
3: he may
1: say, Well look, we we got to get this first one down under our belt to stay alive, so he may go with the older guy Cooper in the start. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think it'll be one of the two. Uh look, they they're gonna they're gonna piecemeal it. It's a bullpen game for them. Yep. Uh they gotta score some runs. I mean they're mm-hmm. if you tell me they're going to have to win this game three to two or four to three to stay alive. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they, they got to get they got to score five or six runs to win the right. game tonight. And look, t- Tennessee's you you're setting lines in baseball. Tennessee's the favorite. Tennessee's got a, a starting pitcher Chase Beam right. going tonight, so it's yep. it's how a how good is he regular? How good is he? He's good. He's good. I mean, you know, LSU hit him earlier in the year, but mm-hmm. he's got. Uh, you know he's certainly one of the better pitchers in the SEC. I mean, he, when you look at number three starters, he's probably right. as good a number three starter as anybody's got. So uh, it, it's Tennessee's got a, a a weekend starter. LSU's going with its bullpen. So uh, you know uh, you would probably say Tennessee's the favorite in the game. So LSU's sure. going to have to do some damage against uh, offensively against against Beans.
0: Better hope the wind's blowing out because <laughs> the, the chuck has been has been brutal when it's not. Um, I did want to ask you about um, and the big question I've been getting all day long is Skeens. Okay, when Skeens coming back? Um, you look at I mean just look at what he's done in the last couple of weeks. And, and I mentioned this to the audience earlier. Complete game against Tulane, one hundred twenty four pitches in the in the regional, one hundred one pitches against Kentucky in the Super, one hundred twenty three pitches the other night against uh, Saturday night against against Tennessee. Uh, LSU used their best three pitches. Now Skeens, Floyd, and Hurd. When, if they win tonight, when do you anticipate they can bring Skeens back?
1: Uh, the earliest, the earliest that they could possibly using would be if they would get to a second game against Wake Forest on Thursday, and that Thursday, would still yeah. he would be going, and he would be going there on what four days rest, he through mm-hmm. Saturday, right? So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that would be four games, four days rest. You know, he is a guy that's used to seven. Has thrown with six. Now you're asking him to, to do with four. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know, but you're not seeing schemes tonight. You're not seeing schemes tomorrow. Right. You know, now yeah,
0: big workload uh, he's had lately too with all the pitches.
1: Yeah, and I mean, could, could he? Could you see him in some role on Thursday? Yeah, maybe now. You know, at least the plus is Skeens has relieved in his career. When he was at Air Force mm-hmm. he was a reliever. That's, good. That's a great So point. you you could possibly use him out of the bullpen on Thursday. But then you look then you in this case, say you 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 use him out of the bullpen on Thursday and you win, uh, he's shot. You know, he's not gonna pitch yeah. he's not starting Saturday, he's not starting Sunday. Uh, then you you're saying, well, can you bring him back on three days rest to pitch if you have a, uh, a championship game on Monday? So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I would say this probably the best case scenario would be Schemes would be available for two innings on Thursday, mm-hmm. close the game out, and then if LSU wins. Then maybe he could get to start if he only throws a couple innings. Maybe he could get to start on in the second game of the of the championship series on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah.
0: Um, what are your thoughts about? And I don't want to second guess, guess Johnson here, but they went to the Florida. They went with Hurd. Obviously, it was a big game to try to get, stay in, in in the winners bracket. In hindsight, <laughs> would you have rather have Hurd tonight?
1: No, they did it right. I mean, this is go back to the regional. This is what they did mm-hmm. against uh, Oregon, yes. Oregon State. You know, it was Floyd backed by Hurd. So that you, last night's game was the important game. You know, yes. that was the game that was going to put you in good shape. And so right. he used you get to get the rest <laughs> when Floyd when Floyd when Floyd when Floyd had to be taken out. He went with his next yep. best available pitcher, mm-hmm. who was Thatcher yep. Hurd. So. Uh, I, no, I can't. I can't disagree with that. I think he did everything the right way. I guess people say, "What about Riley Cooper?" Well, I think Riley right, Cooper right. would have been. Would have been. He would have been the next guy in, probably. Mm-hmm. He would have been the, the yeah. next guy in.
0: Break tonight down for us. Um, LSU's uh, chances. of, of LSU, out on time.
1: LSU's got a score runs. LSU's got a score runs. You know, I, I, they're not going to win a four to three game. I, I think. You know, they scored six. Saturday night against Tennessee, I think if they score six tonight, I think they got a chance to win. That's what what they're going to have to do. You know, Eric, I was just doing this, uh, you know, these four-team brackets that you you play in the postseason, and since the, the NCAA went to the Super Regional format in 1999. So here, here, this is for the stat lovers. Six times LSU has won its first game and lost its second game. Okay, six times in a, in a 14 bracket, it has won its first game and lost its second game. Three times they have come back to win, win. Uh, three times they did not. The three times they came back to win, six years ago against Oregon State in, in the bracket in the College World Series, just like the situation they're in now, they won their first game, they lost to Oregon State. They beat Florida State and then they beat Oregon State twice to advance to the finals against Florida. The other two times LSU did that were in regionals a long time ago. In the 2002 regional, in the 2002 regional at the box, and this is at the old box, LSU won its first game and lost its second game and then came back and won three straight games, including two over ULLs, to go to the super regional. And then in 1999, the first year of the Super Regional format, LSU won its first regional game, lost its second regional game, and then came back and won three in a row, including two over East Carolina. So six times they've been in this position, win game one, lose game two. Uh, Three times they've bounced back to win, win. Three times they didn't. Only once have they lost that third game. That was in the 2010 regional at UCLA. Uh, that LSU team won its first game, lost its second game, and then was eliminated in game three. That's the only time they've they've gone one win lose lose in these fourteen brackets.
0: All right. Thank you for that information. I, I've got a, a a emailer that wants to know what your thoughts were on the um on the tag out of Morgan at the plate. Do you think that he was out or do you think he was safe?
1: Uh hard to tell. Probably whatever was called on the field would have been would have stayed. I don't think replay. If the had, umpires had called him safe, I think mm-hmm. he he would have been. The call would have stayed safe. It was very 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 close. You can't tell. Oh, he was know, so close. <laughs> did he tag? Did he tag him on the stomach right. before the knee hits the plate? Uh, that that the the replay shots that you had wasn't enough to say all oh, he definitely was safe. So, yeah. call on the field was going to win there, and the call on the field was that Morgan was out. Yeah, you know, Brian, I got
0: the, I got the DVR and I slowed it down. I'm trying to look. They've they got it in slow mo, and it was it, it was it's a tough call either way. I mean, it just was.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was hard to tell. But look, uh, even you know, LSU had two shots there. First and third, mm-hmm. nobody out. Two shots with right. the runner in right. corner position. And neither Beloso nor Dugas came through. Uh, in the bottom half of the inning, Wake Forest had one shot. Myrner at second, one out. And uh, you know, Bennett Lee stepped up and got the base hit to uh, drive in the go-ahead run.
0: Yep, no doubt. I was saying to the audience earlier, it's a shame that those two teams, Wake Forest and LSU, had to be in the same bracket. Because that, that really looks like a championship series.
1: Well, I, look, I, I think there's no doubt that there's three teams. You know, Wake Forest, LSU, and Florida. Right. I mean, those those mm-hmm. are, the, are, are the three best teams. And, uh, you know, we'll it's certainly, you know, as of today, it looks like you're going to have Wake Forest going against Florida for the uh, national mm-hmm. championship. Right. We'll, uh, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. You know, uh, TCU just knocked out uh, Oral Roberts, so now Florida mm-hmm. and TCU will go uh, – Tomorrow afternoon, TCU has to win uh, two straight to, uh, yep. to stay alive. Yeah.
0: And LSU, in, 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 in a roundabout way, isn't a series with Wake Forest because they win tonight, they've got to beat them twice. So it is
2: what it is.
1: Right. It, yeah. It, 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 when you play these 14 brackets, normally mm-hmm. when things play out, you know, there's somebody, is going to be a best two out of three somewhere yep. in there. And, uh, no doubt. The best two out of three, you know, if LSU wins tonight, it'll be LSU and, and Wake Forest.
0: Yep. Love your articles, man. Look forward to you coming on the program all the time. I'm always looking to see what your, what your opinion is on the LSU Tigers. Please tell folks how they can follow you on social media and they can check out all of your great
1: articles. Yeah, go to www.tigerbay.com for all the latest on LSU athletics. And then you can follow me on Twitter at BLDORE, at B-L-D-O-R-E.
0: Thank you, Brian. Appreciate the time as always, my friend.
1: Thank you a lot, Eric. Talk to you later.
0: There he goes. I think he's one of the best we have. Again, Brian Lazar, TigerBait.com. Covers LSU football, baseball, basketball. He knows it all. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, ACPromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Yes, if your AC breaks down, they're there for you. Uh, again, their 30-minute courtesy call, again, is something they started in the industry. Everybody's doing it now. Uh, again, nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. That's Burkhardt, baby. Okay? Honesty. Uh, again, making sure that you get taken care of, treating you like family. Want you to take Tell your family and friends how you were treated. And if you're in the market for a new system because that system can either cannot be repaired or it's time to be able to move on, call Burkhardt. They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry like Amana. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, a company I've trusted for three decades. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. We'll be right back. better known as the intersection of E. coli and Salmonella. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. When you've been injured in a crash, you've been through a lot. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBozier. Demand the team who handles the heavy lifting. Demand the team who treats you like you're part of the team.
2: Demand the team who never stops fighting.
0: Demand that your team is Dudley DeBozier.
2: Call us today. The call is free. That's the Dudley DeBozier difference. Call
0: 504-444-4444. That's 504 504- 4 4444. Four, 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 four. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA
1: 2314839. This report is sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone.
2: Good chance of some rain coming through the Jefferson Parish. Be aware of that and slow your roll there. Chef Montour at uh, Flake Avenue working an accident. Also, Crescent Connector between Terry Parkway and uh, the uh, old toll plaza seeing an accident in the algiers area going to be running a little slow i 10 eastbound between 610 and downman stop and go flow right now and also 610 eastbound between paris and the i-10 merge i'm michael higgins new orleans funeral and cremation service traffic center
0: don't forget about my friends over at southern tire family owned and operated since 1972 by the piazza family and man i'm telling you one-stop shop aquatic auto repairs the best deals on tires I've said it before, folks, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. And I'm telling you, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, they can finance that for you over time if you'd like. Again, the top brands in the industry are being sold by my friends over at Southern Tire. So something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. And then, of course, ASC-certified technicians that are, again, are using the same diagnostic whip you get the dealerships. With all those dealerships, sticker shock prices. I've said it before, Tony Piazza, uh, again, uh, been in the business since 1972, 51 years of, again, take care of New Orleans vehicles, understood when vehicles were changing and they had to go to more computerized diagnostic equipment that, again, that Southern Tire was going to make that investment. And they have. They made that investment, uh, again, uh, and and even more than, 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 again, you'll see at the at the at the dealerships because, you know, their siping machines, some of the other other type of um, uh, diagnostic equipment that they have, things you just won't find elsewhere, that Southern Tire has their right for you. Also, again, if you had a fleet account that you're dealing with for your company or your own personal vehicle and you're out of war, why not bring it over to Southern Tire? Again, the Piazza family is there on site every day. Tony, T- Tony Jr., Tony Senior, uh, Tony's daughter Jen, his wife, all on site for you. And then those ASC certified technicians have been with Southern Tire in some cases for decades. You'll know them by name, like myself. If again you're, you're there bringing your car uh, for them for them to be able to keep on the road for you. Looking to be able to, looking for a company that's going to make sure you get back on the road and not hold your car for a couple months. Man, that's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Memory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Open Monday through Friday from eight to six, Saturday from eight. To 3504 737 1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. I trust Southern Tire with my vehicle. You can as well. Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right. Want to thank Brian Lazar for joining us in hour number one. Uh, Fletcher Mackel will join us at uh, five thirty-five this afternoon. Uh, we'll tell you we'll have I'll have the guest for you t- for tomorrow for the award reading Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, I'm efforting a second guest here, so I'll let you know tomorrow who that's going to be. And then, as always, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in the program, whether you're doing it here on the airwaves at 106.1 FM, uh, on our digital platforms, on, on, on the World Wide Web. Maybe you're checking out the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And, as always, we thank all the sponsors who sponsor our program. Uh, we appreciate those sponsors, and we appreciate you supporting those sponsors. I'm Eric Casher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Stay tuned. you talking to me you talking to me you talking to me
3: what we've got here
4: is failure to communicate stick to the truth is what you're good at.
0: Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM NASH ICON. On your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, tune in radio app, our digital platforms. World Wide Web. Check us out at NASHFM1061.com and also ericasher.com. And then, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, Apple, all the major podcasting platforms we're on. Hey, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. All right, we want to thank um, Brian Lazar for joining us on the program. Fletcher joins us at 535 this afternoon. We appreciate his time today. And uh, those that missed the first hour missed a lot. We talked a lot about uh, my thoughts on last night's loss um, to Wake Forest, 3-2 by the Tigers. They now are in uh, elimination mode. Uh, They will have to play um, uh, tonight, tomorrow night if they win, if they beat Tennessee tonight. That's 6 o'clock first pitch on on ESPN. Uh, Then they got Wake Forest tomorrow night. And then um and if they win, they have Wake Forest again on Thursday in in a elimination game for both. Uh and then the championship series starts on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, and that is a uh, that is all that is double eliminate. No, that's single uh I'm sorry, that's best two out of three. Pardon me. Best two out of three. Um and um it will be interesting to see how things go tonight. It really will. It'll either be Coleman, Javen Coleman, Riley Cooper, um, According to um, Brian Lazar today, Atkinson Atkin Houston was um, I keep saying Atkin Atkin Houston is a um, a guy that may be available uh, as well. They'll be taking on Drew Beam, who is again a um, formidable starter. the, The the as their third starter for Tennessee. Look, same thing applies. The, both these teams know each other. Okay, there are no secrets. Okay, there just aren't. I mean, again, they know each other from the SEC. LSU won two or three in the regular season. Uh, they beat uh, Tennessee in the first game of the uh, College World Series, uh, but that was with Skeens on the on the mound. And then, um, uh, you know, we'll see again how this is going to play out. Um, uh, I'm wondering how the weather's going to be tonight. Will the wind be blowing out uh, of the Chuck? That's going to be a big. That's going to be a big poor. Uh, reason why maybe the LSU Bats can come alive, but they got to manufacture runs, as Brian Lazar said earlier. I agree with him. Uh, it's going to be pictured by committee for the next couple of days. Uh, he believes the next time they can bring Skeens back is maybe Thursday. If they get into that in, into that um, uh, winner take all game against uh, against um, Wake Forest, and then maybe just for a few innings, if they even want to be able to utilize him uh, in the championship series, then that's one of the reasons why I asked the question about about um, last night going from Floyd to Hurd, because if you don't go to Hurd after Floyd, you have Hurd for tonight. The, then and, and, and you know maybe you get past Tennessee tonight, uh, the, then maybe you have a, you can use Cooper uh, in, in the first game against. Um, in um, the first game against Wake Forest, uh, if you don't have to use him in the bullpen, and then and then maybe then you come in back with Skeens, uh, and, and 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 I guess you know Johnny Holstaff at that point. But we'll see again how this plays out. Um, LSU is going to have to have a complete game, uh, a complete game again, hitting, fielding, and pitching over the next three days to be able to stay alive. There's just no no other way around it. Okay, when you get into this scenario, it's very very difficult to come out uh, of this. Um, uh, of the loser's bracket, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so uh, I mentioned it earlier today that I think the best two teams in the country, are LSU and Wake Forest, you can throw Florida in there as well, uh, but it would, have, it would have been nice to see Wake Forest in the other bracket. Uh, so the LH, but LSU is going to have to beat them two out of three anyway uh, just to get to the championship series now. So we'll see ultimately how this plays out. Uh, and then the other thing is, and again, I mentioned this. I want to throw this out to your stats for these guys, for everybody that's just coming in now. And uh, I apologize for redundancy for anybody that um, was listening to the first hour. But you got Skeens throwing 124 pitches against Tulane, okay, in a complete game in the Baton Rouge Regional. The, the Super, 101 pitches against Kentucky, right? And then 123 pitches on Saturday against Tennessee through the 8th. And so now you're trying to bring him back at some point. Now, how do you do that? Okay. Um, now, again, Brian mentioned, Lazar mentioned from Tiger Bait that, you know, he's come out of the bullpen before for, for Wake Forest. So uh, that could be a situation. And look, he might be the guy that's willing to say, go out there. I'm just going to put it on the line. Okay. Uh, but you gotta worry, man. I mean you don't wanna you don't wanna hurt him or, or again hurt him going forward for his what looks like it's gonna be an, an incredible major league career where he's probably gonna be the first first overall pick in the draft of the Pittsburgh Pirates when it's all said and done, right? So they've used up their best three pitches right now, Floyd, uh, Skeens, Floyd and Herb. It is what it is. So uh, they're going to have to get a, a full team effort uh, going forward to be able to um, uh, defeat Tennessee tonight and then beat uh, Wake Forest two out of three. And then they look in probably at Florida, right, in, in the championship series. So um, it is what it is. We also talked in the, in the first hour about Zion Williamson and the situation off the court. Uh, and I don't know how many of you have been following this on Twitter, uh, but again, the uh, the, the the porn star Mariah Mills, who allegedly had a, a a sexual relationship with um with Zion for the last three years, is what she was putting out on social media, right, um, had her Twitter account suspended after uh, threatening to uh bra- to blackmail uh, uh, Zion with again some sex tapes that she was going to go public with, uh, so she has been suspended from Twitter. Um, and, and so that at least that 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 beef is is off of again social media, at least I don't know if it's gonna be on Instagram now or where it's gonna be it's off it's off of Twitter. Uh, but the rumors are rampant still that the consign is gonna be traded on, on, on Thursday. Look, I went through it all on, on in the first hour, so I'm not gonna go through it on the second hour for the for those that are to, to be redundant, but let me just say this, okay? And and, and this I think this is the, the really the cusp of what I had to say in the first hour. Anything that's going on in Zion's personal life it is not a surprise to the Pelicans, okay? They know. They know what their players do after they leave, the, leave the, um, after they leave for the game, after the game is over, whether they're on the road, okay, whether they're at home. Okay, they know. They have security within that building for NFL and NBA security. And believe me, they're keeping close tabs on what their players do off the court, especially if they're doing it in a public realm, like a strip club or a dance club, or, again, they're going to a ballroom or, again, a situation like that. What goes on behind closed doors? Obviously, they probably know of relationships, but, you know, it is what it is. So, again, like I said in the first hour, ain't nobody, again, clutching their pearls over at, uh, and uh, on airline drive, nobody that is getting so shocked that, that Zion's been involved where, again, that, uh, again uh, that, that he is impregnated, allegedly a Dallas stripper, and that he's having a, a, a sexual relationship with, again, a porn star for the last three years. They know. But they also were the same organization that was willing to make Deshaun Watson in the face of the New Orleans Saints after Drew Brees retired. So, believe me. They're not sitting on this high moral ground here where, oh, no, we're trading Zion because he's embarrassing the organization. No, they trade Zion because they're fed up, okay? They believe that he can't grow up. They're tired of his family, and they're tired of, again, the, the hangers-on that, that, that again, they're influencing Zion. You know, they, they feel like he's not going to mature, okay, and that he's never going to reach his potential. Uh, that he's not going to take basketball seriously and get himself in shape and stay in shape and do what's necessary in the offseason so that he can be a top player in the NBA, okay, even though they've given him the max deal, all right? So, I mean, that's the bottom line here. I mean, it has nothing to do with, you know, the relationship with the stripper or the porn star or any of that stuff that's going on, okay? They know about that stuff, okay, and they've known about it. Okay, oh, the Pelicans just found out, yeah, right. Well, they did, they just found out that, you know what, they suck as an organization. Okay, because they have. Uh, the means to be able to have NBA security and NFL security with these ex-FBI, ex-Police, ex-CIA ex- uh, that, that, again, that work for these organizations now so they keep tabs on what's going on. When you make millions of dollars investments in a player, you have to know what's going on in their personal life and, the, and outside outside of what's going on within that building. But, but again, if knowing what's going on inside that building, then, then again, he's not dedicated to basketball, uh, that, that he's a lost cause, and at that point, then they're going to move him. They're going to move him. I don't think they're moving him because I think they're going to say, "Man, he looked so good last year, in the time that he was healthy, and that maybe again, Teresa Witherspoon not being here to baby him, you know, maybe us again coming at him with some hard love uh, this, this this year. That if that doesn't work, then we move off of him again, either by the trading deadline or next year. But they got to give it at least one more run and hope that him and Brandon Ingram will play more than twelve games together. So I do not see him traded unless it is a deal they cannot refuse. Now, they do have nine first-round picks over the next five years. Can they entice one of the teams at the top to be able to trade Scoot Henderson, who, again, uh, allegedly David Griffin is in love with? David Griffin was in love with Zion Williamson, too. Uh, I I don't know, okay? I I just don't. I mean, again, I just don't think there's anything that's going to happen of significance. Maybe they move up a few slots, maybe they trade out of 14 and ultimately uh, uh, go and draft, uh, and, and they don't they don't draft at all, and, they, and they, they they go after a veteran player, which is what they should be doing. If they're going to keep this team intact, with maybe the exception of Valanchunas, where they try to move off and get more of an athletic big, well, then they're looking for a few things here. They're looking for scorers. They're looking for dogs with rings. So, again, veterans, much like C.J. McCollum, that can, again, continue to teach. And and not just teach, but demand. See, this is the difference. You can teach all you want. And as C.J. McCollum and Garrett Temple have been doing, trying to influence these young players on how to be professionals. But if they're only interested in the millions that they make, and, again, spending that money, hanging out with their boys, again, uh, you know, not staying in shape, heading out to strip clubs and clubs and, you know, again, having the fun things that 22- and 23-year-olds do, right, instead of, again, realizing that I am in a profession where I have to take care of my body, well, then then, then, then at that point, it is what it is. But if they're going to stay with these guys, they got to get shooting. They got to get veterans that ultimately, again, will demand that these guys come in and act professional. Dogs with rings, okay? That's what I keep talking about. Guys that, again, they're dogs on the court that can bring some physicality and some toughness to this team that they lack. But also, again, take the baby gloves off. Take off the diapers on all these young players and let's see those guys grow into, again, professionals and men, okay? And quit acting like children uh, when, 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 again, the lights are not on. So we'll see again how this plays out. Okay, but I, again, they got to get shooters. They got to get an athletic big, and the, to me, another rookie is kind of redundant. I mean, this is not romper room. Okay, this is not again daycare we got to keep bringing in these nineteen-year-olds and then hope that one day they're going to mature. Okay, we've seen this with Trey Murphy was a was a three-year guy, if, or maybe a four-year guy when he left for, when he left um, um, uh, college. Um, Uh, Also, Herb Jones was a four-year guy. Uh, Dyson Daniel went to the G League, where, again, he was playing with men. So maybe they want to kind of play off of, again, the Zion experiment has kind of maybe soured them on the 19-year-olds, right? I mean, you had to do with Anthony Davis. You had to teach Anthony Davis how to be a pro, get his body right, again, learn how to mature as a man, and then by the time all that happened, he ends up in L.A. So do you want the repeat performance with Zion? And then it also comes down to, again, you know, do they trust the Zion camp here? Okay? Do they trust the Zion? Do they trust it that they're not going to be a pain in the ass for the entire time he's here? Or are they going to work with the organization in concert to make Zion a better player, a better man, and a mature individual? If not, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So I just don't think a deal is happening now. Uh, I think if there's a deal that's going to be done, it's going to be again a, a deal to try to bring in veterans, to try to make this team older, more mature, uh, bat, more battle tested, and, and then we go from there. I would not trade Herb, and I would not trade Herb Jones. Okay, those two guys are off the table. Um, Brandon Ingram, if you got a deal you couldn't refuse, you might want to move him because he's going to in two more years deals left, two more years left on his deal, uh, but. Even then, I would. if it was me, if I am sitting next to David Griffin, I'm saying, dude, uh, unless there's just, there is a total disconnect between Ingram and the, and the organization, which I don't believe there is, a total disconnect between Zion and the organization, which I do believe there is, well, then maybe at that point you just, you just cut bait and say, we start all over. Fans are not going to like that because they don't want to start all over. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but I do not expect... Uh, again, a trade uh of, of neither Zion nor uh brandon Ingram uh, in um, at, at the um, in this upcoming upcoming uh, 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 draft this comes from the the the, the, the uh, what are you what, what was s l u thinking uh, uh, type situation I told you guys as soon as matt riser was fired. If there's no off-the-field baggage, okay, if there's not something that we don't know that was going on off the field, you know, sleeping with a coed, you know, uh, you know, sleeping with one of the moms of the uh, of the players, you know, again, you know, going out the ballrooms, getting getting trashed, right? I mean, this if again, if he's what we think he is, which is again a solid, solid, solid coach, then then it ain't going to take long for him to get 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 uh, hired. He's getting hired in a heartbeat, and he was. Matt Riser is now the new head coach of the University of Memphis baseball team. Uh, that means again, the former Tulane alum is going to be facing his old school in the American Athletic Conference, uh, and that's not good news because again, he's got inroads in Louisiana in terms of recruiting. Uh, he's also again, obviously, a guy that that, that knows Louisiana uh, and knows the teams here as well. But I just got to say, just a head scratching move by SLU. Now there are rumors out there that right now that Riser was having an issue with the athletic director over control of the program. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, where the, where the athletic director is trying to dictate who is in the lineup, who's playing where, even though the athletic director has some experience as a coach, right, uh, well, that's ridiculous, okay, to, to meddle with a guy that has had that much success over a decade. Uh, so, again, now S- SLU, Southeastern, leads, loses a top coach, and it's just mind-blowing to me. He's now at the University of Memphis, and I knew it wouldn't take long. As long as there wasn't anything off the field that we didn't know about, uh, that was was going on here. It was not going to take long for this dude to get hired. Uh, there were a lot of Tulane fans out there. Even with again Tulane making it to the regional, uh, with the, we were still again behind the scenes pushing for for Riser. It just didn't happen. He is the next coach uh, at the uh, at, at Memphis, uh, and we'll see those guys uh, coming to Tulane and then going to Memphis next year. Uh, the Breakers. We don't talk a lot about the Breakers, okay? But but again, the Breakers for the second consecutive year have made it to the playoffs. Uh, They are going to be taking on Birmingham on Sunday. That's a a game on Fox, nationally televised in Birmingham. That's a 6 uh, p.m. kickoff. Uh, They split the season series. Last year, uh, the the Breakers lost to Birmingham um, and and an opportunity, I believe, to go to the championship. So uh, you've you've got a really good Birmingham team here. I've seen them play a couple times. I've seen the Breakers play a couple times. Uh, but uh, this ought to be a really, really, really good game. A lot of familiar names too on that Birmingham team. Uh, Got a lot of LSU players on that on that team. You'll 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 recognize players that again that that uh, that uh, that that are known from the SEC as well. So again, uh, USFL playoffs this weekend uh, in Birmingham. uh, The Breakers taken on um, on Birmingham. Uh, the Birmingham Stallions, and we wish them the uh, the best of luck to get to the championship series, which probably will be my guess is against Philadelphia, um, and that's just a guess on my part. That probably will be Philadelphia. I want to remind everybody about my friends over at Acadian Custom Shutters, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got inclement weather, um, and you know the the going to be. You know, it's going to be, we're going to have these thunderstorms during the, during the summer. We're just hoping for no tropical events. Uh, but if we do, and you've been in contact with my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters, you're going to feel pretty good about, again, how your, your, your house is going to stand up to the next storm. First of all, you're talking about locally owned and operated since 1995. You're talking about a company that, again, is, is experts when it comes to installation of hurricane shutters. Only using quality materials, expert crews that have been doing this for decades, specializing in American-made and locally sourced hurricane-rated shutters with the styles and colors you want. Uh, The the widest selection in the metropolitan area of of powder-coated aluminum products, you're talking about, again, Colonial. Uh, the, the hurricane roll downs, which I've been telling you about, I was talking to Monroe the other day. He has a uh, uh, had a client lived in a, in a neighborhood that wasn't really safe. It was an elderly lady, uh, and, and and she uh, has a, she has she got the hurricane roll downs. So she when she feels like and you know, she's not comfortable, she can press that button. Those hurricane roll downs come down on all, on all of her windows, and it gives her a comfort level of security, not just again from a storm, but security again from anything nefarious situation that may be going on in her neighborhood. So that's a win win. Then you got the accordion, lexan panels, you got Spanish cedar wood, Bahamas, Bahamas with operable louvers. I'm telling you, so many selections for you at Acadian Custom Shutters. They serve the South Shore, the North Shore, South Louisiana, Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, you can go to uh, AcadianCustomShutters.com, where again, it's a new and improved website. Got pictures of everything that they have, videos as well of everything that they, that they, that they sell. And then right now, uh, at AcadianCustomShutters.com, they get up to 15% off of interior poly plantation shutters and then up to 10% off of aluminum patio covers so remember Uh, Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119. My wife and I are so happy and satisfied with the Bahamas shutters that we have with operable louvers that have enhanced the beauty of our home, but also, again, give us that safety factor. Don't wait to the last minute to call my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters. Give them a call right now, 985-893-3119 or AcadianCustomShutters.com. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We'll be right back with uh, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. Don't move.
3: If you want a little soul with your country, then
0: you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com.
3: This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Nacho fries just got even better with steak chili verde fries. These fries are packed with grilled steak and covered in spicy verde sauce with kicks of jalapeno and lime. Try them first, only at Taco Bell. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last.
2: Good afternoon rain moving into the New Orleans area if you get to an area where the streets are wet definitely slow your roll be more careful I 10 East Elysian Fields to Downman, seeing some stop and go as well as in the Metairie area I 10 westbound between Clearview and Williams Boulevard got an accident working on the secondary chef at Flake Avenue and South Carrollton at South Claiborne accident crosswinds on the causeway bridge about 22 miles an hour Michael Higgins New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center traffic is- brought to you by D.A. Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let
3: this happen to your largest investment. Call D.A. Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call D.A. now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Be on Hickory. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family.
4: Yep, pre the everyday skin protection ritual that protects your skin from mosquitoes. Prevention is the best protection. Off, the number one dermatologist-recommended repellent brand, SC Johnson.
0: Hi, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. I uh, know that, again, they've been family-owned and operated since 1989. Uh, you know, again, you're looking at a, a company that's authorized to service all brands, but authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, at Burkhardt, again, they, uh, uh, they give you service after the sale that's impeccable. 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or your business. Uh, and only doing the work that's necessary whenever they gouge you or cheat you. Uh, remember, NATE certified technicians, the highest certification you can get in the industry. And, of course, Burkhardt, again, standing behind their work. Uh, if you're looking for a company you can trust, It's Burkhardt. Remember, even in Burkhardt, they do something that a lot of companies don't do. Let's say that there's a part or or the system is not available at the supply house when they come out to your home. Uh, They will install window units in in, in a few rooms of your home so you can stay cool until, again, the part comes in or or the new unit can be installed. I mean, this is the kind of customer service you get from Burkhardt. So if if you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to air conditioning systems, think Burkhardt. There's a lot of air conditioning companies out there. I've trusted Burkhart for three decades. You can as well. Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, joining us on the program now, Fletcher Mackle from Channel 6 Sports. So much on the sports uh, buffet today. Uh, And, Fletch, welcome to the show. How are you, bud?
3: Thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate it.
0: I want to start with the Pels. We'll get to LSU in a minute. You know, look. Depending on who you listen to, depending on who you check out on social media, everybody's got an opinion on Zion, on Brandon Ingram if they're going to be dealt by, by Thursday, or if they're not, I do not think either will be dealt by Thursday. Uh, you know, again, I'm of the opinion they know everything that's going on in in, Brand, in, in um in Zion's off the field and uh, in his personal life. This is no shock to them. Uh, you know, they 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 know who he is after three uh, what four years of almost five years now of having him in, in the facility on whether it Again, he is, uh, you know, uh, working out. If he is paying attention to detail to his craft, If he's going to mature. They know whether they want to deal with the family and that and that atmosphere again, that circus uh, that was supposed to be the support system. And they know the relationship between them and, and, and Zion, where, again, a lot of people, it's just speculation on our part. So, again, um, I'm just of the opinion that they're, they're going to try to run this back one more year. But I value your opinion. What do you think is going to happen?
3: I think they're only running this back if, if they absolutely have to. That That is the last option that they want to go under. That I, I, David Griffin is facts over feelings. And his track record tells us that he's loved people, and he's had to get rid of them. He kept Alvin Gentry. He fired him after a year. He handpicked Stan Van Gundy. He fired him after a year. He traded for Derek Savers. He traded him after a year. He brought in Steven Adams. He traded him after a year. He just brought on the greatest trainer in recent NBA history, who's one of his oldest friends, fired him or has demoted him now. Teresa Weatherspoon was one of his first hires, gone. There's nothing that tells me that they're doing this to make Zion happy and run it back with him. I think they've looked at this and said, hey, four years, four years in the best we've finished this night, and Brandon Ingram has been injury prone, and Zion Williams has been injury prone. We've got 12 games of C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson. And, yeah, those 12 games were good. But do you put your whole career on 12 games and hope? Or do you say, fact over feelings, four years of this hasn't worked, and, it, and we are crazy to just say, run it back with, this, with these guys who can't stay healthy and can't stay in shape and can't show maturity. Give them one more chance, man. That's it. it just, they just need one more chance. So – They may run it back with these guys. I'm not saying it won't happen, but they're only running it back with those guys if they can't get into the top two and get Scoot Henderson.
0: So in your opinion, this is going to happen. If they they can make the trade, trade, they're going to make the trade. Yeah, so here's the thing. It takes two to tango. Absolutely,
1: and
3: sometimes three in the NBA, right? (laughs) Yeah, So, so here's the thing. If they can get Scoot Henderson... They're going to get Scoot Henderson. And if that means they trade Zion Williamson, they trade Zion Williamson. And if that means they trade Brandon Ingram, they trade Brandon Ingram. But if they can get Scoot Henderson, I can tell you right now, David Griffin is enamored with this guy. And people should go Google right now and read about this guy. I tweeted an article about him. He's been a professional since he was 17. Everything about this kid screams intangibles, alpha. Uh, Again, you never know what young players are going to become but this is one to bet on, so to say. Now, look, Charlotte, the, the number one pick is Victor Wembanyama. He's going the far. Charlotte yes. has the number two pick. They have LaMelo Ball, who is a point guard. So a lot mm-hmm. of people question, would they draft another kind of alpha point guard? How would that fit with LaMelo Ball and Scoot Henderson? So I know they've talked to the New Orleans Pelicans. Can they get a deal done? I don't know. Charlotte may just take... Brandon Miller from Alabama at two and move on. Charlotte may also get a better deal from another team and say, hey, that's a better deal, and, and we'll let another team move in and trade for Scoot Henderson, and the Pelicans can't get a deal done, and they, and they mostly run it back with this team. It, next up is Portland at three. Portland needs to trade the pick to get a veteran player around Damian Lillard. So, let's say Charlotte drafts Brandon Miller and, and Scoot is on the board at three. I can tell you right now, the Pelicans are aggressively going to try to trade for Scoot Henderson at three. But Toronto may want Scoot Henderson. And they may be willing to trade Pascal Siakam, who is a more proven player than Zion and Brandon Ingram. So, mm-hmm. again, I think the Pelicans want one player. They, they, make no mistake. They are not just shopping Zion to 29 teams saying, make your best offer. That's not what they're doing. And they're not the same for Brandon Ingram. But if they can get one player that they feel like can be a star for the next decade here, they're willing to part ways with one of those two for the second or third pick. And if they can do it, they will do it. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but if they can, they will. What I've been told is, running it back with this team and not doing those deals is not at the forefront. That that is more of a we had to do that not we want to do that.
0: So in your opinion have they as the organization come to the decision that at this point that Zion is not worth all the baggage that he's bringing to the table. And when I say that, I mean family, injury history, constant battle with weight, not staying in shape, his work ethic or lack thereof, lack of maturity, uh, off-the-court off the issues. Is it just got to the point where they have said, you know what, he's just not worth, uh, worth it. And then based on 12 games played with Brandon Ingram, you know, during, during, uh, you, know uh, you, you can throw that out there as well.
3: No, and here's the thing. They have to thread the needle because they know, just like I said, you need trade partners to make trades happen. There is a very real possibility that a deal doesn't happen and that Zion is with them next year and Brandon Ingram is with them next year. and Then they will start spinning this of it was Charlotte, it was Portland, it was internet craziness. We right, were right. never going to trade these guys. Mm-hmm. We always wanted them. Do I think they are upset with Zion's immaturity, his lack of you know, work ethic to stay in of course, absolutely positively but on the flip side of that it, he's, he's got a five year fully guaranteed contract that he's just starting mm-hmm. he right. may be with them and they have to, they, they want to be good, they have to be good, so it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a needle that they're trying to thread so to say, or thread the needle so to say uh, you know, that I think they, would, they are not opposed if they feel like they can get a young, dynamic player that makes them better in the short and especially in the long term, that's what they want to do. But they are fully aware that there is a world that they are back with Zion, CJ, and Brandon McCollum. And look, they can tweak the fringe players. They could move Jonas right. They could mm-hmm. They could make some other moves down right. the roster but that the big three that everybody's talking about, there is a very, very real chance that that is going to happen. But when we started and you said you're of the opinion they should do that, I don't think they are of the opinion that that is option number one. If option mm-hmm. if option number one is trade Zion for Scoot Henderson and option number two is trade Brandon Ingram for Scoot Henderson and option number three is run it back with our big three, they they're going option one and two before they go three, but understanding, again, they don't control their own fate, that they would need a trade partner to make any yes. of this happen. That, that's kind of how I would lay it out.
0: Mm-hmm. What's, is there a backstory on the Teresa Witherspoon situation?
3: I don't think so. I just think that, look, they have underachieved. That, be it because of injury or inconsistency, they've just underachieved. And, and, and I think that there's nothing more sinister about it. Look, she came on board with Alvin Gentry. People have to remember that she came on board when David Griffin got here in 2019. So, She was not one of Willie Green's assistant coaches. The only assistant coach that Willie Green hired on his own is Jaron Collins, and now James Borrego. Um, I'm still Mm -hmm. curious what happens with Fred Vinson and Casey Hill, because Mm -hmm. he inherited both of those guys, and they have said Jaron Collins is staying. He didn't get the Detroit job, and James Borrego is now the associate head coach. So that means either Casey Hill or Fred Vinson, they're either going to the back of the bench in a demotion, or one of them is out. Teresa mm-hmm. Weatherspoon, I just think it was part of the hey, she she didn't come, she didn't come with Stan Van Gundy, let alone Willie Green, and and right. I do think maybe there was a she look, she was very close to Zion, she's very close to mm-hmm. the players, the players really like her. I, I again, no one has told me, I'm just kind of reading between the lines. Maybe they felt like look, maybe she was to coddling to the players, or the yep. players, you know, it, it, not that it was undermining Willie Green, but I just think when you don't have success, changes happen. We see it in football mm-hmm. all the time. Sean Payton sure. have to make changes with coordinators or coach When they miss the playoff, what happens? And they, and they tweak the secondary coach or the wide receivers coach. You know what I mean? I would put it more like that than there's okay. nothing, you know, she, she obviously is an accomplished coach. She's a Hall of Famer. Sure.
0: Oh, she's okay, going to get a she's going to have coaching job in, in in the she almost had one last year with Phoenix, right? WNBA. Right. So that's I me.
3: Mean. And look, and, and so again, I just think look they they got rid of the trainer. They've got rid of some front office mm-hmm. people this off season that people don't know about or hear about. They right. tweaked their front office a little bit um, with some of their analytics people. They mm-hmm. you know they moved on from the trainer. I just think they look at it and say again. Four years. Now, again, we can make all the excuses we want, and they're aware of that. But after four years, the, the two featured pieces you have are Brandon Ingram, who you got in a trade in 2019, and Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. who you drafted in 2019. And whatever you want to say, the facts are, the best they finished is ninth, and those guys have missed a ton of time. So, again, like I just think from an organizational perspective, they are now looking at it four years into this, when we, you know, we were all kind of like jumping for joy, David Griffin's accomplished, Trajan Langdon's accomplished, Swin Cash is accomplished. They, they are a real organization doing things the right way, but nothing tangible has happened. They are no better now than when they were considered the laughing stock football, football operation. They had football right. people running the basketball team. They're still in the same spot. They're still in ninth place, and they've done nothing to show anything. So I just think the moves you're seeing – our front office coaching staff training and I think it's gonna carry over if they can make something happen into the players. I think people are naive if they think coaching changes are happening, front office changes are happening, training changes are happening, but the players, man, we're keeping this core together. Like right. so I just feel like there's a pattern here that's going if they can, it will trickle into the player, you know, in the roster department as well.
0: They can't make a deal with their with um, uh, with Zion or, or Brandon Ingram for, for second or third pick, and they have to stay at fourteen. Do you think they keep the pick, or do they trade for a veteran? Do they go after a, a, a rookie? And if they do, what do you think they do?
3: Yeah, I, I would be blown away if they kept the pick at fourteen. If if let's just say things unfold where Charlotte takes Scoot Henderson, and all this becomes moot, and 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 the Pelicans can't get up to get the guy that they in love with, then I don't know if they make a pick at 14. They've got a lot of young players. And look, Willie Green leans more on veterans and young players. It's, I love Willie Green, but it's one of the things I don't love about him is that I, I felt like down the stretch he should have been playing Dyson Daniels more over guys mm-hmm. like Josh Richardson. So True. there's young guys that they haven't exactly done a great job of giving minutes to and developing because Willie leans on veterans more. I don't know if they need another young player at 14 to come in here and sit the bench or go to the G League. So I would say the odds of them using that pick to package with a player, like with Jonas to to get a, a better, maybe big man like Miles Turner. Like yep. I, I think that pick will be used with with a player to make a move for another veteran player or – just to move out of the draft completely and say, hey, we'll, we'll trade pick 14 this year to a team you know, that is rebuilding for one of their picks in 2027 or something yeah. like that. So right. again, it, I, I, I don't see them salivating at the end of the lottery to say we need to have this guy or we need to add another young player that may not get any minutes for us uh, next year.
0: Fletcher Macklow, Channel 6 Sports, is with us. Fletch, let's talk LSU baseball. Losers last night to Wake Forest 3-2. to I know you were tight with Tom Walter when he, when, when he was here. Um, again, uh, uh, Bennett Lee, uh, the, the former Tulane player, a big part of what, what happened last night. Um, first of all, I, I, as far as the game goes, I, I said it all day. I thought it was a magnificent game. Too bad either, either one of those teams had to lose. But with that said, give us your synopsis of last night.
3: Yeah, last night was the best, maybe the best college baseball game of the year and, and the two best teams without question. I mean, that was to me the de facto national championship game. It's too bad these teams were, were put in the same side of the bracket when the, when the field of 64 came out because it, this was the collision course we all wanted to see. You know, LSU and Wake were the only two teams to hold the number one spot at any point this season. It was LSU for the first 11 weeks. Then it was Wake for the back end of the season. And, and these are two, I mean, look, Tom Walter's a great coach. These are awesome teams with awesome players that have guys that are going to play in the major leagues for a long time on their rosters. And, uh, and I thought it was a great game. I, I think both of them had a ton of missed opportunities. Wake had a ridiculous amount of missed opportunities. LSU had a lot of missed opportunities. But again, I, I thought that it was just a fantastic college baseball game. It's, it's upsetting that one team had to lose because that was, you know, to me, like if you're watching that, we had people in our newsroom that don't watch college baseball that were watching and cheering huh. and ooing and eyeing right? because it was, it was that intense, you know, on the edge of your seat. What's going to happen here now? And uh, yeah, and look, like Wake Forest is a really good team. to play in the eighth inning. You know, that Bennett Lee with that, people don't understand how difficult of a pick that is. That, look, Trey Morgan broke on contact, he did the right thing. It's a bang-bang play at the plate. That's not a first baseman's myth that that catcher is using. Picking that ball out of the dirt and making that tag with a catcher's mitt and the gear on in a guy barreling down on you. People don't understand how amazing of a play that was right. for Bennett Lee to make at home plate. And then to come up in the bottom of the eighth, and to stay on a pretty solid that's your mm-hmm. first slider, and to, to to poke it in the left for a game winning hit. Again, you know he's a former Tulane player. And uh, and I'm sure, sure the LSU fans still wish he was playing at Tulane yep. um, after last night, but that was that was a great game. And now look, now now we get into a situation of I call it wild card time because all these teams that fall into the losers bracket have to win today and tomorrow, and and it's just one of those things where they're all gas pitching wise. Like if right. if any if LSU wins tonight, we're going to be talking about. An unsung pitcher giving them four or five great innings, or three or four great innings, because this is when teams come through the losers bracket and have to kind of piecemeal it together. It yes. just becomes so hard. You got to win three games in three days, um, and then you go to a championship, and you're gassed there. So mm-hmm. again, falling into the losers bracket is is hard. LSU's done it before, but again, right. it's 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 a tough it's a tough sell.
0: What do you think the earliest they could bring back schemes if they if they continue to win?
3: Oh, no, Thursday. That's it. That's, he comes back Thursday. It, look, it, 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 people may remember this. In 2017, Jared Poche was LSU's top pitcher. And Paul Maneri went to the World Series. They went into the loser's bracket. And they same situation. The, the, the best team in the country that year was Oregon State. The best team in the country this year is Wake Forest. LSU went into the loser's bracket and, and won the game and then had to beat Oregon State twice in two days. And, and on that final game, with four days rest, Paul Maneri had has to make a decision. Do I start Jared Poche knowing he won't be able to pitch in the best two or three national championship series, or do I hold him in case we get to the national championship series? And I remember Paul Maneri said, we can't win a championship if we don't play for a championship. So he pitched Jared Poche, and Poche got him into the mm-hmm. nation- Beat Oregon State and got him into the national championship. If LSU can beat Tennessee tonight, and if they can piecemeal a game together tomorrow against Wake Forest, on Thursday night they will get a winner-take-all game against Wake Forest to go to the national championship, and that's when they will pitch Paul Steen's on four days rest. And, and, and that's no big deal. Like, again, do I think he'll throw eight or nine innings and 120 pitches? No. Right. But he no. could easily give them seven innings in 75 to 90 pitches. No doubt about it, and he'll be perfectly fine. But that's the earliest he can come back. And then here's the thing. That that could get them into the national championship, but then schemes is burned for the weekend. Right. as yes. LSU would play <laughs> for the national championship, but again, it would get it. It would potentially get them to the national championship. So yeah, right. So if LSU won tonight, and if LSU won on Wednesday, there's no doubt in my mind. Paul Schemes is pitching on Thursday to get them into the national championship game. <laughs>
0: Great information as always, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell everybody about the brand new show over at Channel Six. Again, your uh, again uh, your your social media platforms of choice, uh, your blog, everything that, that you got going on, and what you guys got going on tonight.
3: Uh, Kendall Duncan, our sports reporter, is in uh, Omaha, so she'll have live coverage uh, post game. Um, and we got a lot of LSU and a lot of Pelicans this week. That's that's basically the two stories um, this whole week.
0: And of course, the brand new show on Sunday night.
3: Yes, I'm sorry, thank you. Uh, 11 o'clock, Sunday night, game on. We have a new sports show, so please uh, check it out. And if you don't stay up till 11, just set your DVR. You can watch it on Monday morning.
0: Beautiful. Again, and that's um, at, at FletcherDSU, WDSU on Twitter, right? Correct, yep. There you go. Fletcher. thanks for the time, bud.
3: All right, Eric, thank you.
0: There he goes, Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Even after hours, come home tonight. AC's not working over the weekend. AC's not working. You need after-hour service. They got you, okay? And of course, they got 15 trucks in the field, 30 cars to call if they come to your home or business. But then they got Nate-certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, they're never going to gouge you. Never going to cheat you. That's uh, again. Look, I, I say this in my in my in my for, for a reason because I don't know the inner inner operations of my. Um, uh, in workings of, of my AC system. I have to have a company I rely on that, I, again, that if they're, they're showing me a bill, they're telling me something's wrong, that I can trust that that's the truth. Okay, then I don't have to say, okay, well, uh, wait a minute, I'm going to go get two other prices and find out what's going on there. No, I, I feel comfortable and confident that Burkhardt is doing the job right for me. And then, of course, look, service after the sale. Uh, again, whether that's you're buying a new system from Burkhardt or, again, they're, they're repairing your system. you Again, something goes wrong, something's not right, they're there. Okay, no questions asked. Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. I trust them for thirty years. Thirty years, you can trust them as well. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, Eric, welcome to the
0: newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie.
3: If you have a medical emergency, go to your nearest Rapid Urgent Care. There are several locations to serve you. North Shore, South Shore, a total of six locations. You won't wait for hours to be seen by a doctor. In fact, most patients are in and out in just 40 minutes. Strep throat, flu shots, COVID-19 testing, x-rays, drug screening, or lab work. Go to Rapid Urgent Care. They can handle it on site. No
1: appointment needed. Walk in with your ID and insurance card. For the location near you, go to RapidUrgentCare.com. This report is sponsored by STEM.
4: Humans can do a lot of amazing things. Fighting bugs? Ew, a bug, get it! Isn't one of them. STEM is powered by active ingredients found in plants to fight off bugs safely and effectively when used as directed. STEM, rooted in nature, optimized by science.
2: Heavy rains moving through the area. If that hits your area, definitely slow your roll. Uh, We are seeing a a big problem on Airline Highway at Mistletoe Street. Uh, New Orleans PD is investigating a homicide that occurred in the 9300 block of Airline Highway. I-610 eastbound between Paris Avenue and the I-10 merged. Tilly area, very slow with volume right now. I-10 West between Clearview and Williams, little slow traffic Metairie area. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
0: All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans as we wrap it up here on this Tuesday that I thought was Monday, but it's really Tuesday. That means Jude Young's on tap. That's right, ready to go. He's in the batter's box, ready to knock it out the park for you. Keep it right here, uh, 6 to 7 on 106.1 FM. All right. I want to thank Fletcher Mackle for joining us in the program. Good stuff from him. Great stuff from Brian Lazar in the in the uh, in the first hour as well. Podcast will be up about twenty minutes after the program ends for you podcasters. That want to check out the program or those that missed any of today's program. Uh, want to thank also Rudy back at studio producing our program. Also our fantastic sponsors who make this program possible. I said it over and over again. This ain't charity, baby. Okay. I mean, you know, if, if they're not getting calls for their for their products, if then then you know, you're not eating at their restaurants, uh, they they ain't even advertised. And so, again, we appreciate each and every one of the sponsors that sponsor our program. And we appreciate you, the audience, as you've done for the last 20 years, supporting those sponsors. So thank you very much for that. All right. We'll do it all over again tomorrow. That is Wednesday. That means Sean of Fox 8 Sports, and celebrity chef Scott Craig will be in the house. uh, Hopefully talking about an LSU victory over Tennessee so they can stay alive. So much going on this week between the Zion stuff, Pelicans uh, draft, uh, LSU. And of course, we didn't even touch on Saints today, which is, which is, uh, which is, uh, oh, nor did we talk about the city. So that's a lot of things that we didn't get to. We'll try to get to before the end of the week. Hey, have a great night. We'll do it all over again tomorrow, starting at 4 o'clock. Stay tuned for June Young. My name is Eric Casher. From the Dog Catch of the Governor, you know it includes the mayor. They all got to go. We ain't going to
3: lose no more without a fight. Better know that right. I want y'all your to